just again interviewing potential clients, interviewing uh, your you know additional guests, getting on their podcast is going to be the best way to grow that audience. So that's a great question. Welcome back to the Do Marketing Differently podcast presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to those who are out there trying to serve first, give value, and provide so much content, entertainment, education that they are doing it differently in their space and in their industry. Make sure you guys subscribe uh, because every single week we're trying to give you guys crazy amounts of marketing knowledge to help you go out and make a difference in this world and stand out from the crowd. You know, living in this like pandemic and COVID world that we're in right now, a lot of businesses have had to pivot and obviously go down a more virtual route. So whether that came with virtual meetings or virtual interviewing or whatever. And uh, so us being a video marketing company, a live streaming producing company that we do a lot of that stuff. And so we really wanted to help out those who were kind of struggling in this time. And one of the one of the communities that I really love here in Northwest Arkansas is the One Million Cups Bentonville chapter. Uh, I've gone for years and sat, uh, you know, Wednesday mornings and listened to presentations, and they just do so much for the entrepreneurial community up here in Northwest Arkansas. And when the pandemic hit, obviously they were not meeting anymore, and so um, I reached out to Caleb Talley, who kind of heads that up, and he is part of Startup Junkie. And he actually, I told him, I said, "Hey, we really want to serve this community and help out by." producing some of the live streams uh, for them and doing a virtual presentation and making sure that 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 community is still out there and being served. And so anyway, uh, Caleb, actually, he suggested he's like, well, hey, why don't you guys be the first to present and in this new virtual world that we're in? And so anyway, we did that. And so today's episode is actually going to be on that presentation that I gave around Go Rogue X, which is our company and around video podcasting, video marketing, live streaming, and, and basically how to integrate that into your business and how to make sure that you're serving your uh, community through that. And so you'll have to forgive me because it was very early in the morning. We had done a lot of setup to make sure that this looked great and sounded great. And so we went live on Facebook. And uh, to my dismay, after listening to it, the audio was peaking, not on our side, for some reason, what we didn't we didn't see on the other side. So it was clipping. And so you'll hear kind of some of that static coming through. And so I didn't want to not uh, put this out there because of that. And uh, again, you'll have to listen to me ramble as you're listening to me right now. Listen to me ramble with lots and lots of coffee in me. And so I got ahead of myself several times, just like any other normal presentation. Uh, the nerves were there, which is kind of funny because all I was doing was staring into a camera. But hopefully you guys can relate with me. But anyway, I'm very excited to bring you this presentation and make sure you guys, again, go check out our YouTube channel. We'll have the full presentation and video there and my conversation with Caleb, as well as questions that that were asked at the end of the presentation. So we'll jump into it. All right. Good morning, One Million Cups fans. Uh, this is Caleb Talley, uh, startup junkie director of marketing events and One Million Cups organizer. Um, as you can see, we're doing something a little different today. This is not your normal One Million Cups. We're not at the exchange. Um, I don't have any free coffee for you. Um, hopefully you brewed yourself a cup um, before we got started. Um, I'm excited to have you here today. Uh, uh, raise your hand if you're a first-time One Million Cups attendee. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Somebody raised their hand. I'm going to explain it to you anyway. Uh, One Million Cups is, an, uh, is a, a program of the Kauffman Foundation out of Kansas City. There are about 180 One Million Cups chapters uh, across the country. And the goal of One Million Cups is to bring the community together uh, around our entrepreneurs and, in an effort to support them. Uh, the premise is if you have a million cups of coffee, um, you can solve your community's problems by sitting down, um, communicating, uh, providing good feedback uh, and being supportive. Um, so that's kind of what our goal is uh, at One Million Cups Bentonville is to be supportive of our entrepreneurial community. Uh, and we're excited to do that today. Today, we have a presentation from Brian Fitton of Go Rogue X. Brian has been a One Million Cups regular um, and he was scheduled to present uh, at the change in Bentonville. I think it was in April. Yeah, and yeah. So that, you know, the world uh, turned south and we weren't able to do that. But Brian was um, really the first to throw his hand up and say, let's give this a shot. Um, let's try this virtually. Um, and he uh, we're so glad that uh, he's volunteered and, um, you know, we're grateful for him and his staff for helping us put this together. This is going to be fantastic. Um, so thank you, Brian. Um, so we are live on Facebook Live. Um, on the One Million Cups Facebook Live page. So if you have a question or a comment as Brian presents, uh, just go ahead and drop those questions in the comments. You don't have to wait till the end like we typically do. Um, you can go ahead and drop those questions in the comments. And once he's finished, I will relay those questions over to Brian. Um, but other than that, let's rock and roll. Brian, it's all you. Awesome. Thanks, Caleb. Appreciate it, man. All right, well, uh, let's see. We'll switch over here to uh, presenter mode. Um, so that way you guys can see kind of our presentation that we're going to be putting up on the screen for you. And and, they, and once again, like Caleb said, you know, drop any questions that you guys have in the comments. So I saw Rachel said, uh, hello, Caleb. So uh, there's a big shout out there for you, Caleb. But uh, um, we'll put those questions up at the end of the presentation. So if there's anything that you guys have, any questions, we want to make sure we address those and we'll we'll do that at the end. So anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us today. So at Go Rogue X, uh, we understand that video marketing specifically is really overwhelming for a lot of businesses. And so we try to do it the right way, whether that's live streaming or video podcasting. Um, we make sure that you have a face to your brand. You kind of stand out from the crowd. Um, and so I wanted to kind of start off with a story here real quick. And so um, imagine that you're Jeff, right? And so Jeff, basically, he's the he's a marketing director for his company. He does sales. He kind of wears a lot of hats, right? And so he comes back from this conference where Gary Vee says, hey, you need to be putting out a ton of content on all of your social platforms. You need to have a blog. You need to have Instagram. You need to be, you know, doing a podcast. Uh, you need to have a YouTube channel. And, and he understands that. So Jeff's like, man, I need, I know I need to be doing these things. Right. Um, and so he walks into his boss's office and says, Hey, uh, we need to start this up. We need to make sure that we are, uh, giving value to our clients and giving value to our audience and making sure that we become the face of our, of our industry for this. And so, uh, Jeff's boss says, all right, man, that's fine you know, go ahead and do it. He's like, we don't have a ton of money. We don't have a ton of time for you to be doing this, but you know what? Let's try it out. Um, I know that, that you, uh, that we need to be doing something new. We need to be in the space. We need to be on social media. We need to be doing all those things. And so go ahead. So Jeff, uh, basically comes in and he's like, awesome. He's fired up. He's ready to go. I'm going to start a podcast, a YouTube channel. I'm going to doing all these social media things. And then he sits down in his office and he starts to research. 
types into Google, how do I start a podcast, right? And so all of these search results come up. There's all kinds of information. There's kind of an overwhelming amount of information. And he doesn't really know who to trust in this. He doesn't want to spend all his time watching YouTube videos. Like there's a ton of resources out there. And so all of a sudden, Jeff feels the overwhelming pressure of, there's so many different avenues to do this. I don't have the time. I don't want to be buying, you know, $2,000 courses to figure this stuff out, to learn video editing software, to learn audio software. I, I just don't have the time for this. So all of a sudden, it all sets in on him, right? Um, and so we understand a lot of times, a lot of businesses are like this, right? They have this overwhelming uh, just information overload, right? They don't know where to start. Um, they want to put a face to their brand. They want to make sure that they are recognized as kind of the go-to in their industry, right? Um, but they also, you know, want to be able to uh, not waste any time or money. And so we understand that. And that's that's kind of where this idea for Go Rogue X kind of came out of. Um, so one thing that we, we need to hit on, right, is the average B2B buyer's journey. They consume about 13 pieces of content before they buy from a company. Um, also, video represented 82% of all IP traffic by 2021. And actually, that is going to be increased even, I'm sure, even through obviously this COVID uh, crisis and pandemic that we're going through. I mean, the video consumption has just gone up like even, even more. And so this was an older study by Business Insider. Uh, but then also 50% of all consumers wanting to see video content from their brands. Um, that's from HubSpot. So that's, and me personally, right? I want to see more video. I'm engaged with a lot more video. So here's the deal is Jeff understands that, right? He's like, I know we need to be doing a lot more video, but we don't really know where to start. And so it is one of those things. It's where do we go from here, right? Where do we start when we're in that position Jeff's sitting in front of his computer. He knows he needs to do this. He doesn't know who to trust. He's trying to figure all this stuff out. Um, and so Jeff was actually referred to us. So this is a, a true story. Change the names of, of uh, those people. But uh, this is a true story of like he was referred to us. And so what we did is we sat down with Jeff and we listened. So we went through and figured out exactly who his audience was right? What, uh, what their motivations were. So what, what was, what does success look like? What does failure look like? Um, what are the pain points, right? What is the problem that he's trying to solve for his clients and his audience? And so once we did that, we set out and we said, you know what, Jeff, we're going to go through, we're going to build out a plan for you, right? You're going to understand exactly what we're doing, um, why we're doing it. And then also what all is involved in making sure that you become the go-to resource uh, in your industry. And so it's one of those things that whenever uh, Jeff gave his call, we wanted to make sure that we we felt and made, made sure that he felt at ease whenever we were actually going through um, and setting up his plan. Because every single client that we've worked with is completely different. We have to customize a solution because every industry is different. So you're going to understand that a lot of your audience uh, is different in that fact and what exactly success looks like for them and what failure looks like for them. And so we want to make sure to guide them through that process. So this is what we did. We told Jeff, we said, all right, Jeff, we understand that you don't have a lot of time. We understand that you don't really want to learn all of the intricate things about your, uh, you know, editing software that comes with photo and video and, and audio, all that stuff, right? You want to have a basic understanding of it, right? He's a, he's already a, a marketing guy um, for his company, but he doesn't have the expertise in that. And so we told him, we said, all right, Jeff, what we need to do is we're going to strategize with you and find experts who are in your industry. We want to make sure that those experts um, 
are are able to be accessed on your podcast. And so we set up basically a video podcast for him. And um, in doing that, I'm going to make this a little bit bigger there. In doing that, we wanted to make sure that he was a face for his industry. And so video podcasting seemed to be the right fit uh, for what Jeff was doing. And so we told Jeff, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through and actually find these guests for you. Who are the experts in your industry? Who are the people who are already kind of making waves, right? Um, and get them onto a podcast. You're going to record once a month. You're going to record four interviews through Zoom, which we all know now. We're all very, very familiar with Zoom. Uh, and so basically set it up to where it was just super easy. And then we said, Jeff, just send us that, that one video file. Um, and then this is what we did for Jeff. So from that point, we actually took that one video file and we made tons and tons of content for him. So he had to work basically one day a month to get all of his content going. So roughly four hours, because these interviews are about an hour long. Um, he recorded those and sent them over to us. We stripped the audio, made it into a podcast, added a bumper, uh, make sure his intros and outros sounded good. Levels were checked. Everything was good. That was sent out. Uh, we also wrote up a blog piece on the episode itself, because the way we structure these episodes, we know that there are there are bullet points that we want to highlight. So specific questions that he's asking his guests can then be repurposed into additional content. And so on top of that, we made sure to um, tag everything correctly in SEO to make sure that people searching for that content is there. Um, we made a YouTube video out of his out of his long form interview, but then we can also break it up into bite sized little uh, chunks. So that way, if there's a specific question that's being asked, if somebody's looking for an answer, uh, that can actually be searchable uh, on Google as well. And so that's all put on his YouTube. That's also embedded in his blog. So the the blog itself has the video embedded. It has the audio embedded. It has everything tagged appropriately. It has show notes, everything on there, as well as basically bite-sized snackable pieces of content that are going to be formatted correctly for every single individual platform. And so we take those because we, we know that anytime you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, you can tell when somebody's basically shared the same thing across platforms. It doesn't really feel right. It doesn't look right. It doesn't take up the screen appropriately. And so it is one of those things that each platform has its own individual ways of, of making sure that that content is consumed uh, correctly. And so uh, we want to make sure the copy is correct as well, because when you're on LinkedIn, you're consuming different types of content than what you would be uh, for maybe Instagram or Facebook, it's all completely separated. So we want to make sure that everything in that sense um, is appropriate for that platform. And so basically breaking it all down, we want to make sure that everything, all the content, everything like that is sent back to the landing page or website, because that's where you start to interact with your customers. So if you're just saying, hey, check out my podcast, and you're sending them directly to Apple, they're not going anywhere other than just Apple, right? And so you want to make sure that you're able to interact with them and find more information, uh, you know, make it easy for them for, to find out more information about you. And so we want to make sure that all that traffic, all those pieces of content drive them back to one source and one place to make sure that they're interacting with you. And so specifically for Jeff, we made all of this content. So this is just uh, a little taste of what we did for one, one interview that he did um, with a guest. And so this was actually um, a keynote speaker that, that was uh, at a conference. And so he was able to interview him and uh, we designed all that content around it and got some good traction off of it because this, this speaker is an, is an author. He's an expert in the industry. And so um, that showed that Jeff is actually, you know, him having these high caliber guests on his podcast um, makes him a resource as well.
So what naturally happened uh, for Jeff is he stood out from the crowd because no one else in his industry is doing this, right? Um, especially in the B2B space. Uh, nobody f- specifically for him was interviewing high-level guests, was coming on to provide additional resources and content. Um, and so naturally, he became a face for his industry, right? Um, he built trust because he was not asking for a sale all the time. He was just providing tons and tons of content. Um, and then all of a sudden he just became the go-to resource and what naturally happened organically happened was he started interviewing potential clients and all of a sudden people who he was, had been trying to work with for years and years got to see his face continually, uh, on screen all the time, you know, interviewing and providing value. And so naturally it created more foot traffic into his door and then more prospects for his business. And so what we've developed over time is a way to be able to actually integrate a lot of this lead generation into your podcast. And so with him, he's finding people, you know, hey, I would love to work with them, or hey, I've been trying to work with them for years. Let's invite them on the podcast and just talk about their business. No expectation of closing anything, but just building a connection. And so that's one of those things that we try to focus on is vanity metrics do not matter. We understand that, you know, having the largest amount of followers or likes or comments or anything like that, that doesn't necessarily equate to money, right? It doesn't help actually build your business when it comes from a monetary value, right? Um, But what does matter is the connections you're making. And we all know this. You've probably done this yourself. I've done this myself where you're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and people's videos keep popping up and popping up and that face keeps popping up and you see them, but you don't always necessarily like the video. You don't put on the comments, man, this is great stuff. I love this. You don't always do that. So a lot of times you'll see that person though, time and time again. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, there's one, one piece of content that makes you interact or reach out to them say, Hey, I, you know, I'd like to do business with you. That has happened to me and I'm sure it's happened with you. So a lot of times that's what we say, the vanity metrics, they don't matter. It is one of those things that you want to make sure that you're focusing on that connection that you're building with them. So we here at go rogue. Uh, we try to make sure that, um, you know, businesses, like I said, they're overwhelmed with a lot of the uh, the video marketing stuff. Um, but we want to make sure that at the end of it, you're feeling confident in what you're doing with your video marketing and saving you time to where you don't have to invest all this time into learning all these softwares, learning all these platforms. You can do what you need to do, which is run your business and be the face for your industry and not have to worry about everything on the back end, but still have a major impact when it comes to this digital world that we live in. Um, and then also making sure that you're making those connections. And so that's us. Make sure uh, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, make sure to reach out. Um, uh, we're here in Rogers. Uh, you can reach out to me personally on my, on my email address. Um, but then also just visit us at gorogex.com. So I'm going to bring Caleb back up in here. I'm back. There he is. There he is. Great presentation, Brian. Appreciate that. Um, hundred percent. Um, and we do have some questions already for you. Um, going to throw them at you. One from Alex. What is the dark horse social platform we should be paying attention to right now? The dark horse, man, that's an, that's an intense uh, question there. Um, so I would say that, um, TikTok is definitely for businesses. People don't think about TikTok for business, but I think it's definitely going to be one of those that, uh, for videos, especially it's going to be blowing up. I mean, it's already starting to, and this is, um, as several experts in the industry have said, this is Facebook 2011, 
basically for businesses where you can get in, you can reach a lot of people, make interesting content that they want to engage with. Um, that is one of those things I think is going to be be vital for businesses. And I think in a few years, if you don't have a TikTok, uh, it's, it's not going to be good for you, I guess. So uh, you just got to find your, your audience, though. You know, you got to make sure that you're providing that value to them in the way they want to consume it. I'm not saying that you have to get up and do dances or do any kind of lip sync, but figure out what it is that your audience wants and needs and that pain point. Um, but then produce those videos. So that way, TikTok, um, TikTok users can can interact with you there. That's what I was going to ask. As long as I don't have to dance, we're good to go. Uh- <laughs> We have another question um, from Alicia. She she asked, what video editing computer program do you recommend for beginners? Um, I would say if you're a Mac user, uh, you know, iMovie is fantastic. Um, there are several. If you're creating specific video uh, for Instagram, all that stuff, Wave Video, Wave.Video is a great one that we've used in the past. Um I'm trying to think DaVinci Resolve. That's another web-based one as well. Um, that one you can kind of get into. That's that's kind of getting into that medium side. But um, I wouldn't spend a ton of money on video editing software. There's a lot of basic ones that you can do, ones that are included, like even Movie Maker in Windows. That's a great place to get started. And so you can kind of learn what timeline editing looks like and dropping um, different clips and stuff in there. So there there are new ones coming out every single day and web based uh, software is becoming a very big thing and easy to interact with, easy to work with. And I would say just start there. Cool. Uh, Nathan said he's got his podcast set up finally. How to get more people to listen? How do you get more people to listen? Nathan Awell. Actually, Nathan's been a guest on our uh, our podcast, uh, the Do Marketing Differently podcast, because he does marketing really well. But I'm so glad that you have your, your podcast up, Nathan. That's awesome, man. Um, so interacting, getting people to listen is, is definitely tough. And so I think if you're going to go an organic route, it's being on other people's podcasts, that cross-pollination. Um, being able to um, interview different people in your space that you know maybe have have a podcast. So if you see that they're already a podcaster, um, I would interview them first and then obviously ask to be on their show as well. Uh, if you're going to go a paid route, um, there are a lot of ways like Stitcher uh, they and even Spotify um, already have it set up to where you can actually basically be in front of that audience and say, Hey, check out my podcast. If it's something similar, kind of like a YouTube pre-roll advertisement, you can actually go on there because it's going to be hard to get people from specifically from Facebook or Instagram paid to jump to a podcasting platform if they're not already there. Um, so you may waste a lot of time and money, um, if you're trying to do that, but being able to be on those platforms already and, and use some of that paid traffic is, is, uh, really the best way to do that. Um, but organic is by far the best way. Um, I'm, I apologize and we'll send this out later, but there's a statistics basically showing that most podcast listens come from personal recommendations, not from new and noteworthy, um, not from paid advertisement, but personal recommendations. And so that's why we make that content that's easily shared, especially for your guest who's on your podcast. They can share out that content. A lot of times that will help drive traffic back to your podcast. So Roth asks, what would you say are some keys to growing an audience organically, especially if you're in a fringe industry? Man, I'm going to tell you, I, 
fringe industries or that niche industry, I, I think are just the ripe for the picking right now, especially when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to um, social media, because I imagine a lot of your uptight business people are not doing podcasts in that space. Um, and so I, honestly, getting started in that space, if you already have a podcast, kind of what I said before, uh, to be able to grow it in that previous question. Uh, but I would say, I mean, Go in your industry and find out who's doing what, because a lot of times you're going to be the only person or there's only going to be a, one other person or two other people that are in your industry. It's not going to be saturated. Now is the time to kind of get in and do that. And I think just, again, interviewing potential clients, interviewing uh, your you know additional guests, getting on their podcast is going to be the best way to grow that audience. So that's a great question. Andrea asks, how Andrew asks, how can older generations access the newer social media trends uh, without making it look forced or cheesy? That is a great question. Um, I would say that, again, being true to yourself, being authentic, and I, I hate using the word authentic, but uh, you know, find out exactly on that platform how people are consuming that content because I referenced it before. When you go to LinkedIn, you're looking for a specific thing. When you go to YouTube, you're looking for a specific thing. Facebook, it's all different. And so knowing that platform, knowing, hey, I can be, you know, a little more photo driven or, you know, creative on Instagram. But when it comes to LinkedIn, I want to be a little more business with my copy, right? I want to make sure that I'm hitting home all those points. If you're trying as an, as in that older generation of, you know, even getting on TikTok or something, there's a, there's an attorney on TikTok that is kind of blowing up right now. And he's being, he's, he's engaging with the platform, but he's also acknowledging like, Hey, I'm, I'm an older guy. And so I'm not necessarily going to be the one doing all the really cool dances and stuff like that, but he's still kind of being true to himself, which he's a little playful. And so that I think, again, don't try to force it, be true to who you are and be authentic in that moment. And that, that's going to translate. That's going to make a natural connection for people. So um, I think they'll want to see that. I mean, I do, and I'm sure you do as well. So. And I have a question. Do you ever have, uh, you know, somebody comes to you and, given that podcasts are, are uh, you know, they're cool. Everybody wants to have podcasts. Um, somebody comes to you and says, I want to have a podcast. We need a podcast for our business. And then you've consulted with them. And, um, they're not, they probably aren't the best on air talent. How do you navigate that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we actually, we've, we've gone through several different videos and stuff on making sure to, uh, on how to overcome your fear of going live or how to overcome your, you know, fear of getting in front of camera and little tips and tricks. And there are, there are a lot of different ways to do that. But I would say, again, find somebody in your business or industry, or I'm sorry, in, inside of your business, who's naturally that person. And don't try to force the other person to be that. So if you're the owner and you're like, I don't really want to do this, um, you know, that's okay, right? So if you're better at copy or if you're better at, you know, just taking photos or something like that, find that person who's already in your business who naturally is that. Um, I would say though, if you're a CEO and you're like, hey, I want my face to be our brand, then there are tons of different resources out there to help you kind of overcome those fears or help you become more engaging or more charismatic, I guess, on camera. And, and especially with interview, I mean, it's a skill. You have to learn time and time again how to interview well. And I think that a lot of people forget that. They just feel like, well, if I can't do it naturally and just right out of the gate be the best, then it's not for me. But I would say, I mean, practice makes perfect in that consistently. That's true. 
That's true. Um, well, those are all the questions that have come in on our uh, Facebook page, on One Million Cups Bentonville Facebook page. Brian, is there anything you would like to um, leave us with? I, I know before I forget, I'll go ahead and ask this question, um, the One Million Cups question. What can we as a One Million Cups community do uh, to help you? Uh, I, I think, and I mean, you know, what's funny is I've heard this question time and time again. And I thought about it, Caleb, I was like, man, I need to make sure I have my, my answer prepared, but we've been out of the 1 million cups loop. So I haven't, uh, I haven't thought about that fully. So I apologize ahead of time, but, uh, I would say, you know, if you have or know somebody who is wanting to start a podcast, who's wanting to do, you know, marketing just a little bit differently than just your typical stock video, your typical just, you know, we're just going to put whatever on social media, whatever graphic, and they really are trying to make an impact in the world. Um, those are the people we want to work with. We want to make sure that we're working with those people who are who are really trying to do something different, and uh, that hopefully that translates in in our client work and and who we work with. But um, I would say send them to us, send them to us, and then also. So start listening to podcasts. I mean, podcasts are a great resource if you don't already. There's there's one of my favorite ones out there, Startup Junkies. If you guys haven't heard of them, they do an amazing job. Uh, they have an amazing podcast. And I love those guys over there. Uh, but they've also been on our podcast. Just start listening to more podcasts, I think, is a way to uh, to kind of get, get that out there. Share that stuff. People are creating awesome content. Share it out. Um, and I lied. We, we still have plenty of time. So um, I'm going to go ahead and throw these last two questions at you, too, that just came in. Um, oh, yeah. three, excuse me. Hope that's OK. Chandler asked, is it possible to get more backlinks on a site without a blog or a lot going on or a lot on lot ongoing content to cross promote? So backlinks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say with with Google changing up the algorithms and how they do things pretty consistently. Um, I don't know that, that you can, I mean, backlinks work really well in the blog format. Right. And so uh, you get a lot of traffic to your website using those. So I'm not personally, I can find out an answer for you from somebody who's a lot smarter than me on this, but uh, I don't personally know of another way other than, you know, using blogs uh, because when you talk about Google, I mean, they're not, they're going to be looking for what, they would want a reader to look for, right? So they they want a natural thing. So um, kind of all the old tips and tricks and hacks that used to happen back in the day, they've shut a lot of that stuff down, especially the backlinking. Um, there was a lot of just kind of shady stuff going on with that. And so backlinks are great because when you, nat when you use them for what they're supposed to be used for, right? And so, uh, but we can get that answer for you, Chandler, um, because that's a great question. So if I didn't fully answer it, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll follow up with you on that, so. And Alex asks, what's the first step to um, pivoting when your current efforts are clearly not working? So I would ask first of how long you've been doing that. If you've been doing it for two months, three months, and you're like, I'm just not getting any traction. Um, we always tell people to go at least a year on your podcast. So when we sign up somebody, we say, be ready to do 52 episodes. Make sure you have the content for 52 episodes. Make sure you have the guest list and all that stuff. That's part of what we do with strategizing. Um, because that would show whether or not you need to pivot after a year. If you've been going that long and you still don't have traction, you still don't have people engaging, then at that point, you should probably look at changing up your content. Is it our branding? Is it our messaging? Um, there's, there's a lot of avenues you can go down, but I would say specifically for video podcasting, go about a year 
Um, when it comes to other social media efforts, I mean, different campaigns run for different seasonality. It just depends on, you know, hey, we're, we ran a Christmas thing too long or we didn't do it soon enough or, hey, there wasn't, you know, there's a lot of factors when it comes to whatever your business is trying to provide. And that's, that's uh, um, that content that you're putting out there. So just make sure that you're looking at all those factors whenever you start to pivot. All right, and we've got a couple more. I'll, I'm I'm just gonna allow it again. Um, yeah, go, no, that's good. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ross's question, and then we'll end on Dorado's. Uh, Ross asks, um, "Is there a key to driving business once your audience is built, or do you push your product hard via the podcast, or just use it as a space to provide content insight uh, to the consumer and hope that that naturally drives business?" So let me read this again here real quick. Is there a key to driving business once your audience is built? You push the product hard via the podcast. So I think I think it's just another um, source, right? And so what you have to learn is people consume content differently. And so um, Lauren, who's, who's my co-host on our podcast, it cracks me up. We always use this as an example. She was not one to listen to any podcast before, and she was going to be a co-host on our podcast. Um, it cracked me up. And so now she does listen, but she's definitely more of a reader, right? And so she's naturally going to go to content that she can read um, and or a YouTube video or something like that, not necessarily audio. And so as long as you have basically everything out there. So if you are launching a new product line, right, I would say tailor that content for each of those platforms. So make sure that that's what we do. I mean, we make sure it's out on every single platform because you're going to consistently see people who would only watch video. They're going to watch a long form podcast for an hour, right? Um, compared to people who, hey, I just want to, I want the show notes. I just want to look through and read exactly what it is. And so if you're launching a podcast, I would say, or I'm, um, a product, I would say to, to put it out everywhere because everybody's going to consume that content differently. So um, it just depends again on the product itself, but that's a, that's a great question too. All right. And this is going to be our last question for you. Uh, Herrera asks, which Ninja Turtle would be the best entrepreneur? And <laughs> um, would be the best entrepreneur. I mean, my favorite is Raphael. But I don't think he would be a great entrepreneur. I think it's going to be Donnie. Donnie's like the guy that's, you know, tinkering with all the stuff. He's always coming up with a new. Uh, it's so sad that I have all this useless yeah. information about the Ninja Turtles. But, uh, yeah, Donatello is going to be the guy I think is going to be the best entrepreneur. But he needs all of his other counterparts to help him, right? He needs Mikey to, to oh, goodness, we could go down a, a whole thing. But uh, that's why you need a good team. Got to have a good team around you. Uh, would you agree with that, Caleb? Absolutely. Team is important. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, Brian, again, thanks so much for doing this for us. Um, great uh, presentation, especially for those of us who have been so excited to get back to some sort of normalcy with 1 million cups. We're back. Um, just some notes to throw out. Um, this is new for all of us. Um, we're just, this is an experiment. Um, so I think right now we're, we're toying with the idea of uh, you know, doing this bi-weekly until hopefully we can meet again at the exchange this summer. If you have some input, some feedback, um, and this is to the audience, uh, drop in the comments. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, you know, if you want it to continue to start at eight, 30 minutes, you want to see it at nine, you know, let's, let's talk about it. Let's, this is one million cups is for the community. Um, it's not, it doesn't belong to startup junkie. It doesn't belong to Bentonville or the exchange. It's, it belongs to the community. Um, so the goal here is to um, create something that the community will enjoy. So give us your feedback. We want to know what, uh, 
what you want as a community. Um, just some notes, uh, you know, I usually provide announcements from Startup Junkie about events. Those events, of course, are virtual as well. I would uh, recommend anybody who's interested in some more virtual webinars to look at the Startup Junkie Facebook page. Um, under our events, we have one today on marketing at noon. Um, I apologize for the exact topic, but we've been doing a series with our, our partners and conductor every Wednesday at noon. We have a marketing webinar. Uh, and uh, those of you that are familiar with our Kiva program, we also have a Kiva workshop uh, on Thursday as well. So just keep an eye on that. We have a virtual pitch competition uh, coming up. We're taking submissions. 60 second video submissions. So if you have an idea for a business, you're inspired uh, by Brian's presentation today to start your own business. Um, you can, you know, 60 second pitch, submit that video to me at Caleb at startupjunkie.org and uh, we'll have a virtual watch party on June 5th where a panel of judges and the audience will both pick a winner. Both winners will get $1,000. So that's $1,000 for 60 seconds. That's about easiest money you've ever made. Um, so that is pretty much it for me. Uh, keep an eye out on the 1 million cups Bentonville Facebook page for any updates. We'll try to update you as soon as we know anything upcoming. Uh, and that's it for me. Awesome. Thanks so much, Caleb. I appreciate it, man. This has been great.